It's more important than ever that we know the stories behind our fashion choices and how our spending habits are affecting them. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. Hello, neighbors. I really hope that you've been loving the show. I'd be so appreciative if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written five-star review right now or send the show over to a friend. It helps more than you know and keeps the show going. Today, I wanted to get into a little bit more about the social impact of fast fashion, the labor behind the label, if you will. Last week, we talked with Paula Eyewear about how fashion can positively impact communities and reduce their impact on the environment. There are so many other companies that are doing great things like this in this space. A few that I've been keeping my eye on are Four Days, which is a company that uses sustainable materials and are 100% recyclable. They offer take-back bags so that if you have any clothing you don't want anymore in any brand or any condition, they will take it back and make sure it doesn't end up in a landfill. And as a bonus, they also give part of their proceeds to environmental and social nonprofits that you choose. Able is another company that I have loved for a few years now. They not only have beautiful clothes and jewelry, but they empower women by providing job opportunities and further support to those who might otherwise lack the opportunity. They are entirely transparent about their wages and vendors, and they use sustainable materials. And Plant Faced is a company that produces fair trade, vegan, sustainable streetwear with messages that start a conversation and subtly encourage the ethical, conscious fashion movement. Now, that's just a few of them. The list of awesome companies like this goes on. But I wanted to say that so that you know that they are out there. But here's the part where many people tune out. When we talk about the industry's current state, we love hearing about the brands that do good. But without really grounding the importance of ethical fashion to our values, will we make the right decision when the time comes. To shop ethical and sustainable fashion sounds good, but it isn't mainstream yet. It takes time, effort, and discipline. 
Mass marketing makes us believe that we need new clothes every week to fit in, be loved, and love ourselves. But we should know that that comes from within, not from the clothes on our backs. Our clothes should communicate so much more than I'm trendy, but that you wear your values. By choosing ethical clothing, you're saying that you care about the people and the planet. I won't lecture you in this podcast. In fact, it's going to be pretty short and to the point. We think of the fashion industry as beautiful and desirable, but it can be really ugly. There are an estimated 40 million garment workers globally, and the nonprofit Remake reports that 80% of apparel is made by young women between the ages of 18 and 24. It takes a garment worker 18 months to earn what a fashion brand CEO makes on their lunch break. Majority of them earn less than $3 per day. And that was after massive protests to raise the wage. And if you're wondering, yes, that less than $3 a day is not enough to provide a decent life and basic necessities, especially for the workers in Bangladesh. According to the Borjan Project, Bangladesh is the second largest producer in the garment industry after China and is home to more than 8,000 garment factories. The clothing produced makes up to 83% of the country's total exports. But something truly doesn't add up here. Fast fashion brands that keep these cycles going continue to make gains while their workers remain in poverty. The garment industry has doubled in the last 15 years. And the e-commerce fashion industry sat at a comfy $759.5 billion in 2021, with expectations to hit $1 trillion by 2025. Fashion CEOs are raking it in while their workers are suffering. Take, for instance, Zara's CEO, Amantio Ortega, whose net worth ranks around $68.5 billion and is one of the richest men in the world. However, Zara's factory workers and many other fast fashion brands like them went largely unpaid for clothes already manufactured during the pandemic. So what's the excuse? Many say that this cycle of poverty is necessary because it provides jobs where there wouldn't be otherwise. But does that feel right to you? It doesn't to me. Providing workers with jobs doesn't justify unlivable wages or unsafe work conditions. We can and should do better. Besides livable wages, we also see the issue of unsafe working conditions, A 2018 U.S. Department of Labor report found evidence of forced and child labor in the fashion industry in Argentina, Bangladesh, Brazil, China, India, Indonesia, Philippines, Turkey, Vietnam, and other countries. About 79 million children are working in unethical child labor. Child labor is at every level of the fashion industry, especially in cotton production. 
and you've heard about the health and safety hazards in these factories, most notably in the Rana Plaza building when a structural failure communicated to management by the workers went unheard, killing and injuring thousands. But these risks aren't always so far from home. A study found that even in California, most of these factories were brimming with dust and excessive heat, making it hard to breathe, doors and exits were blocked, and the facilities weren't maintained. Green America reports that over 8,000 chemicals are used to turn raw materials into clothing. Workers come in direct contact with these chemicals, often without adequate safety protections, and are at risk of contracting deadly diseases. So what do we do with this? The easiest way is to spread awareness. In comes the movement of hashtag who made my clothes. Berkeley reports that the hashtag who made my clothes movement was created to inspire consumers to make a change in the fashion industry by holding companies accountable and increasing supply chain transparency. It aligns with people's current attitudes towards a sustainable future and increased individual activism. By getting consumers to ask the question of where their clothes are produced, it encourages people to take part in the movement and spend a little more time thinking about their own choices in the fashion industry. This movement was created by Fashion Revolution, a global nonprofit with teams in over 100 countries worldwide, campaigning for transparency and change in the fashion industry. Fashion Revolution Week is held every year at the end of April, so be on the lookout for that. But this hashtag has seen over 156 million impressions. There are also hashtags like hashtag sustainable fashion, hashtag wear your values, and more. Hashtags like these not only remind us to look at the labor behind the label, but spread awareness so that others can learn more and come together for a greater good. But besides using hashtags, you can also use your voice. Tell your friends and family about the impacts of the fashion industry so that they are equipped to make better choices. And like I said, our clothes communicate something to others. If you choose sustainable, ethical brands, you're spreading awareness just by wearing those clothes and increasing demand for these types of companies, which will help them to become more visible worldwide. Along with choosing sustainable fabrics, which we talked about in the episode Sustainable Fabrics 101, and I'll link that in the episode show notes, you can also look for fair trade certification when purchasing clothes. This ensures rigorous social, environmental, and economic standards for safe working conditions, environmental protection, sustainable livelihoods, and this means they provide community development funds. So for this week's Something to Grow On, I really want us to just dig deep and feel the impact of fast fashion. And the way I'm going to do this is to read you a poem by Holly McNish written for Fashion Revolution. If the girl who made your skirts not paid, you cannot say it's beautiful. If the pay is less than living wage, you cannot say it's beautiful. If the colored dyes now lie in rivers, poisoned fish, polluted waters, 
if there's no sick pay, no toilet breaks, if the factories are in decay, no matter what your mirror says or how stylish you might look today, you cannot claim it's beautiful. It's more important than ever that we know the stories behind our fashion choices and how our spending habits are affecting them. So I ask you to choose what's truly beautiful, fashion that makes you look and feel good, benefits the environment, and that helps provide a beautiful life for those who labored behind the label. Thanks for joining me, neighbor, and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Saintford. We all know channel needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.